everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. So Sober Sisters Talk is a podcast that MG and I do every week. We try to do it every week. And we try to bring to you our experiences working several programs and just share with you what we have come across in our lives. And I like to say, I don't know how to keep anybody else sober, but I know what works for me. And that's what we want to encourage people to do in this podcast is to figure out what works for them. And that's where MG and I are a little bit different because I like to tell people what to do and think that I can keep them sober. (laughs) (laughs) But we just invite you to listen. It's fun and it's also really educational. We cry, we laugh, we do a little bit of everything. We have guests, we work the steps. It's great. So stay tuned to the next podcast coming right up. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Thank you. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. You know, this is the perfect title because what MG and I do when we're together, we talk. And we're going to talk. We're going to talk about being sober today, which is our favorite topic, especially when we are together. So, um, as always, before we push the record button, we were chatting about what we would talk about. And most of you know by now that I am out in the dating world. I'm on a dating site. I have a profile. I make regular contact with men. And so last week, I was like on a high. I had a really good week last week. I had four first dates. Three of them were men that I would definitely see again. One of them was not a a match. And I was like so excited. And then one of them reached out to me and set up another date um a second date for monday we met at a restaurant and we start having dinner and what's he do he uses the n-word like right and i don't know how um if you don't know what the n-word is then look it up google n-word because i can't even say it it is so offensive to me um and then he told some inappropriate jokes like women objectifying objectifying women and I was telling MG before we started recording, like, I, what, I, I was like, I, I was, I was shocked. I was like taken aback. I was like, oh, what do I do? Like, <laughs> I can't believe this person just said that. I, 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 my thought, I was like, you don't know me. Why would you say that? You don't, I could have a black hus- ex-husband or black children or one of my children could be married to a black person. I mean, you don't know me. Why in the hell would you think that's okay to say? It's just such an offensive word. So what did I do? I sat there and I finished my dinner. I ate it all and he paid and then I left. And I've been kind of going over it in my head and thinking like, I wish I would have I I want the only thing I could think of to do was to just get up and leave and I didn't do that but I did think about it and then I noticed too like I was thinking I was gonna kind of trying to make it okay well maybe he no Mm -mm. and I did kind of flip over there like I slid over to that and then I came back no 
no, 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 no. It's not okay. All of it. <sighs> so thinking back, I wish I would have had words prepared. And I shared with MG, like, I wish I could have said something like, you know, this conversation is like so outside of my value system. I'm just going to go and left. But I couldn't find that. I didn't know how to exit. And I'll tell you something else. So this was years ago, years ago, before I bought this house, which I've been in 13 years. So I had gone on a couple of dates with this guy and um, I was seeing a psychiatrist at the time and I went to our appointment and I was telling him about this date. And I said, I was laying on the couch and kissing this guy that I didn't want to do this with. And I told him the whole story and he stopped and he said, Elizabeth, why are you kissing somebody that you don't want to? And I really had to like, just sit there and think about it. And the truth is, is that I didn't know how to not, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to get out of the situation. And that's exactly the way that I felt on Monday night. I didn't know how to get out. Now, you know, that's not as bad as the kissing somebody that I don't want to kiss. And I've had sex with people I don't want to have sex with. And I have, you, you know, you've done it too. But I think the key here is, number one, to know what is okay and what isn't okay with you. And number two, um, to have words to exit. Well, this is going to be really perfect because I know the person is going to be leading the meeting tonight and her topic is going to be the expectation of safety. That for the most part, we've been raised in a pretty safe world. And when I make up that when this guy started talking in these ways, that those are unsafe words, you know, unsafe around race, unsafe around women. And so right. he just tilted the whole conversation. And so I want to validate for you that, you know, you're, and I'm going to call it deer in the headlights moment because it was sort of like, you know, you didn't Definitely. know what to do, that that is actually a coping mechanism around fear and stress. And there's actually a physiological thing that happens with your body and a lot, and I used to experience this and I would be like, what is going on? Where I'd be woken up from a bad dream and I would be paralyzed, I could not move. And I read about it and it's actually like this uh, um, brain thing that happens because just make, just, let's just go back to, you know, we're, you know, living in caves and there's a predator sneaking up on us while we're asleep. And if we wake up and thrash around, then we're gonna alert ourselves to that predator. So there's a physiological thing that happens where we do freeze, freeze. Yeah. until we can evaluate the situation and then realize, okay, it's safe to move. So I think that there's a little piece of that. And I also think there's a piece of within our culture of women to you know go along to get along. We've talked about this before you know just be sweet don't suck it up suck it up and uh and then you know you were under the social con contract of of a dinner 
right with someone that you didn't really know and so there's you know also manners and so that's another cultural thing where um you know i've gotten up and left dinners usually it's with my family of origin where you know somebody said something horrible and i just can't stomach it and so i, I give myself permission to leave those situations but it's like you're in a huff you pitch a fit you know all those words those negative words that we put around setting up you know setting a boundary and you know there's something called containment that guy was out of containment in terms of you know he was like letting letting his racist sexist flag wave without even knowing you and i'm not saying that that's right but you know we have our inner circles and you know there's right. things that are appropriate between like i can joke vulgar you know in a vulgar way with you sometimes and i would never at a meeting or with my sponsees or anybody or at work or, or at work yeah. yeah you know things like that so you know he he broke a little bit of that so i feel like you were okay and the and the great news is is uh you know it was another red flag and you know when you're seeing these red flags elizabeth you're stopping and yeah. you know you finished the day you were uh gracious uh, you know, you, you didn't respond back in kind with like, you fucking asshole racist. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are talking to me like that? We're out here in a goddamn restaurant and you're throwing the N-word around? Like, you don't it's know me. It's not that I didn't think of that, MG. I did. I was like, who the fuck are you talking to? Like, what the hell is your problem? Why would you? I, what came up is like, you don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know. It doesn't matter if he didn't know you. That's not acceptable under any conditions. Okay? So even if he's doing it to his good old boy, Bubba, over there, you know, that's still not right. So it doesn't matter that he doesn't know you. So, and, and in a way, he might have been fishing, you know. What kind right. of chick are you? Because right. you might come back with... Oh, let me tell you an in in word story. You oh, know? I'm sure he was. You know, I don't. Mm, but I was like, mm -mm, homie, don't play that. <laughs> and you don't want to come back with a sexist male joke. You know, you don't want to get down on that level. It's just well, we were talking about joke. I was telling him I love dad jokes, and um, that is so not a dad joke. I know. Listeners, I can't tell you the joke. She told me the joke. It's very. Uh, gynecological so let's just but say the joke that. that i told him was this how do you catch a unique rabbit i don't know unique up on it <laughs> unique up on, oh it's cute it's no. a cute little, little cute joke yeah it's a cute little dad joke you know my dad is the one who told it to me and i was Aww. we were talking about that and he's like give me an example i did that and so he rattles off these inappropriate sexual you know sexist bullshit fucking man Ugh. So, you know, we thought, like, what's the topic of this going to be? <laughs> Excuse me, COVID-19. Uh, what's the topic going to be? And it's to thine own self be true. And, you know, the, the purpose of a date, and we've heard this in meetings, is to find out whether you want another date. And you clearly found out in this date. No. <laughs> you, you do not want another date. Uh, oh, nay. And we, mm -hmm. we, we figure out those things and we get into relationship and we further it along. And we do this as a vetting process so that by the time we do get to the place where we can be emotional and sexual and safe, that we understand that this is someone that we're willing to 
do that with. And even so, I mean, we can be in relationship with men for years and then find out some non-negotiable that, you know, rocks well, and the world. And the, the thing is, is that I've done the work around, like, I do know there are um, some non-negotiables for me and racism and sexism and objectification of women is like definite, uh-uh, that I don't want any guy that does that. Like that is like, no, no, no. And I think, so knowing that it, you know, it, it immobilized me in the, in the moment, but I do know like that I don't want that. And I do think that like too, like we were talking about, yes, Dating is to figure out, do you want to, do you want another date? And you just keep doing that until you get to that point. And it is about, I do need to figure out what their morals and their values are and what their life, you know, what their outlook is and their perspective. But you can't figure that out. Like I cannot protect myself from, there, there's no way I can, I know that somebody's going to do that. The only way that I know how to do this is to go out there to make myself open for it. And sometimes this is going to happen. Well, and you know, like we just, we're going to talk about on the meeting tonight, you know, we had a, a violation of a Zoom meeting and the women's Houston community last night. And the guy came on and exposed himself. And you know, the thing is, is that we could be out in the world and that could happen. I mean, we right. can't, we can't be like, it, it's, you know, the world is the world and there's, you know, shitty characters out there in it. And the key is, you know, how do we go forward? How do we protect ourselves? And we're going to plan to, you know, have a group conscious tonight about our meeting to see if we want to close the meeting after 10 minutes so that after 10 minutes, nobody else gets to come in because uh, that can, like, just let us all relax. We know who's in the meeting, and we can just share, and we don't have to worry about seeing some man. Josina. <laughs> Josina coming to visit. Right. And I was asking one of the, the people in the meeting to describe it. She said, well, okay, well, this guy was showing his thing. And I said, okay, so he was showing his penis. She goes, yeah, and he was jerking off. And I said, yes, and he was masturbating, you know? And it was like... Like getting the right words for it as well, because you've corrected me before. It's like, she said, don't call them boobs. They're your breasts, you know, call them what they are. So I, I think we get to, you know, uh, learn things. I mean, you're learning There's a things. whole level of learning there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I learned too. Like I do wanna be able to, um, you know, if I feel that offended like that, I want to be able to get out of the situation where my values are still intact because I did, I agree with you, the manners part of it and being out in public, I really didn't know how to do that. Like I was stuck and I do feel like I could say easily, like not easily, it would be really hard, but I do think I could say this is just really far outside of my value system and I'm going to leave. And got up and left without causing a scene and you know yeah. I don't care if he's uncomfortable but I need to be I need to be uh, you know well here's I what don't I, want, I don't want to yell and scream and get mad no. because somebody's a racist and you know it's not going to do anything and so but I do want to be able to like take care of myself use my voice and exit 
And what happened, Elizabeth, is that you did freeze for a minute and then you evaluated that you weren't in harm, you, you weren't gonna be harmed, and you continued on with the date because, you know, there are signals, like, you know, I had this date out with this guy in California when I was in the Air Force, and I, you know, he wrote, he waved every horrible red flag, and I still went home with him, you know, and then it got worse from there. So, you know, we, we do live and we learn, and now it just takes them almost lifting a red flag, just barely, if, yeah. I, if I see a red flag come into the horizon anywhere, yeah, yeah, we're done, dude. Peace, peace dude. Peace out, Ow. peace out. So you are staying true. You're learning. You're out there. You're in the process. And I think that's, instead of to that own self be true, I'd like to say live and learn. Isn't that one of the sayings on on the wall with Churchy Fox? It is. It live is and, on the wall. Live it and is. learn. And I, and I think, too, like, you know, it's... I don't want to discourage anybody from dating. Just like I don't want the experience with that you described to stop women from coming to meetings or men, anyone yeah. to coming from meetings. You know, I don't want to like stop everything and oh, we can't do this anymore. I don't want to be that rigid. I want to continue to, you know, move and, and learn and adapt and adjust, you know, and the same with the meeting, you know, and things are going to happen like that where we do get offended and we don't know what to do, you know. Um, so it's live and learn. It doesn't say read and learn. It doesn't say go to therapy and learn. It says live and learn. So and it doesn't living. say do nothing and learn. <laughs> right. No, just listen from the meetings. Yes. No, you got to do it, you know. Isolate and, and learn. That's what we, I want. We, we, we had um darcy iverson on as a guest um like probably a year ago maybe more i don't even know but um she's a relationship a dating and relationship coach and she talked about like the one thing that women do in slaws we come in and we go into no contact no contact okay and it's good because we need that reset but you are not going to learn how to date being in no contact the only way to learn how to date is to do it. You have to like be really clear about what your past behavior is, what your part is, what you did in the past that kept you in situations that are not safe, like what you described. And, you know, create your dating plan with those parameters in there. And then you gotta go do it. You know, you gotta go do it. And then each one, you just kind of evaluate and come back and you go like, okay, what worked there and what didn't? I love same it. Thing, same thing with your, yeah, your Zoom guy. Right. <laughs> so you know we're not going to shut down Zoom meetings right now. We're not going to you know uh, stop having meetings altogether. We're going to continue to go forward and try to you know with special care hold those. Well, meetings. we are going to be like we talked about it. We're going to make sure that everybody checks in with a camera. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that was initially how we set up the meeting, and I like that. And, uh, you know, I mean, when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about some old guy gets his girlfriend to do it, and then he takes over the meeting, you know. I'd be like, y'all y'all both need to, you know, work our program. You know, I'm going to 13th step Well, Jesus Christ, if somebody is going to go to that length, I mean, what the hell? Right, right. Who? What girlfriend would do that, you know? One of us. 
<laughs> here, honey, you get on this meeting, and I'm going to stay right here and have it. Um, you know. Uh, it can happen. All right, so. Live and learn. Li live and learn. Make sure you use your voice <coughs> when necessary in a way that is in alignment with your values and with who you really are. And that's how we get experience, Elizabeth. You, there's that, you know, uh, experience is not just knowledge. It's about having made a mistake, learning from that mistake, and then going forward. You know, you I've, know, I've got, I've done some things in in sponsor sponsee relationships. You know, I had a sponsee that um, she got really upset with a boundary that I placed. I was like, she used to call me. I'd say, don't call me past ten o'clock. And what would she do? She would call me at five to 10 and then talk for an hour. And I was like, so finally she did this one time. And I said, I'm, I can't talk to you. I have to get up at five o'clock in the morning. I have a spin class. And she said, but I'm suicidal. And I said, well, then you need to call a, a suicide hotline, not me. And she got really hurt and really mad. And she told, she asked me to quit being her sponsor. And then she wanted to, a few months later, she asked if she could come over and um, read me some things that she had written. And I said, yes. And she came over and sat in my backyard and read to me this list of all the things that she was mad at me about. And I listened to it and I was like, I'm never doing this again. Mm -mm. There is no program in this. She's just reading this whole list of things that she's mad at me about and all the things that she felt she did for me. And then that doesn't, it, that does not mean that you get to cross my boundary of calling me past 10 o'clock at night. Sounds like landmark forum kind of stuff. I don't know. <laughs> you may like but, that stuff. I don't, but yeah. But the thing, the, the, the thing is, is that, you know, for me, what I learned by that is like, my part was by, sure, come on over, you can read to me this, you know, whatever you wrote. And in the in the future, um, have you read that to a sponsor? Have you talked to a sponsor yet before you, you know? And I told another woman who did that, she was like, you know what, I wanna share something with you. And when you did this on Christmas three years ago, it really hurt my feelings. And I said, you know what, you need to share this with your sponsor. Go do a four-step on it and a fifth-step. Then if you need to, you can come and talk to me. And I never saw her again. Well, that, that goes around to the Al-Anon saying, you know, what you think of me is none of my business. Right. You need to do that work, not me. Well, I've learned that if you're in a traffic accident and you have been hit, you, you're in the right, do not call your own insurance agency. They must call their insurance agency. The cops will say to you, no, you need to call your insurance, but that is totally wrong. You do not need to make a claim against your insurance agent. It's all on them. And I found that out, and, like, my rates went well, you up. Can, you can even get their insurance information and call their insurance agent. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tell them. I just got hit when I got, when I adopted uh, old Gingy there, my yeah, coworker, yeah. laying on the couch, snoozing. On a pillow. Oh. Yeah, on a pillow. She is. And um, he hit me in the parking lot there, and I said, give me your insurance information, and I called his, and I made the claim with his. I never even called mine. 
I would also suggest uh, you always call the police, <laughs> even if it's a little fender bender in the parking lot. Because if you have official police report, that means somebody has gone out. It may take three hours for a cop to get out there, but it's worth it, especially if there's been some damage done. So, you know, just speaking from experience, because we've made these mistakes, mm-hmm. is to live and learn. So you're doing fine, Elizabeth. It was a little bit traumatizing to hear all that shit come out of a, another human's mouth. It's so discouraging. But, you know, you made it through. You lived through it. You lived to tell the tale. And I'm going to do another date. So there you go. Not, Not with, with him. Guy, yeah. No. Good. All right, you guys. Well, we'll go Thank ahead and wrap you. it up. Thank you, everyone. And... Uh, in the new year, we plan to go out and take our show on the road, so we'll have more information about that as it comes to pass. So if you'd like to donate, you can send us a donation through Google Pay to Sober Sisters Talk at gmail.com. We also have a meeting, that, a women's meeting that runs every Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Time. And if you would like to be a part of that, you can email us at SilverSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the link so you can join us if you're a female. (laughs) And don't forget, we will ask you to check in with your camera before you uh, stay in the meeting. So thanks, you guys. Until next week. Thank you. Bye. So if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. Or you can check out our other episodes at www.SoberSistersTalk.com. And we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and there we have them all lined up. You can see them. You can get a little description. You can share it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Bye.